Hello and welcome to GameCast, the official gaming and discussion podcast of TSB Gamers. I'm your host, James Vincent, joined by my fellow community member, Infidel C. How you doing, sir? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty tasty. Yourself? Pretty tasty. Yeah, man. Tasty. Is that the new thing? Those, uh... Nah, I, I don't know. I might try and bring it in, to be honest. It, it could be a thing. I'm going to oh, try it. my God. I mean, could you imagine just sitting there, and away to someone, someone pops in. How you doing? Oh, I'm tasty. What? The multitude of thoughts that could come from that kind of terrifies me, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's me all over, I think. Fair enough. Well, in any case, we'll go ahead and get started with our first topic of the night, starting off with Amazon launches Crucible. Amazon is no stranger to breaking into new markets and expanding their operations. The online giant released their first, quote, big budget game this past week. Crucible is a multiplayer sci-fi shooter that is now available on Steam and Amazon Games. There is also a fleshed out story world, according to Sci-Fi Wire's Benjamin Bullard, which involves three modes of PvP combat. The free-to-play AAA title has mixed reviews on the Steam store, with some calling it a remake of Epic Games' Paragon. Infidel, what is your take, sir? My take is, to be honest, having looked at the trailer, I am on the way to downloading that because this looks like an interesting one compared to the likes of Apex Legends and the other variants apart from PUBG. I've not really bothered with them. Is it often you download games without watching the trailer? Yeah, to be honest, it is. Fair enough. I've done uh, media studies in uh, school, so I tend not to watch trailers or movies very often. Both the trailer and the gameplay that was released by IGN gives me a lot of Overwatch and Fortnite vibes, but the gameplay itself seems a rehash of various different designs. It kind of makes me wonder what and when the next innovation in these styles of games will be, because it just seems, hey, let's just rehash the same idea over and over again and see how many people will buy it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the the big struggle constantly. No matter what happens, it's going to be what's going to stick around and what's not. Uh, Because I think for a while, uh, Fortnite were really the only ones that really changed it quite a bit by having the dancing. You know, that was quite tasty as well. But PUBG just had the kind of sitting there screaming at each other in the voice chat, which was all right for a while. As someone who... It was toxic? Yeah, oh, that was toxic. I can relate. As someone who is uh, part of our armor community, what do you think makes a shooter game good? I guess is the best phrase I can come up with. I would say what makes a shooter game good is, well, for more of a battle royale kind of thing, I would say being able to just pick it up. You've got to be able to just pick it up, jump in and play. And it not be incredibly important that you're there for two, three hours trying to play it. For me, if it was more like the armor stuff, then I would say it's got to have some really good um, content. All right. With Amazon releasing its next game this coming August, hopefully this will set a good tone for them. But as someone who doesn't play shooters, I can't say. So 
Moving on to our second topic of the day, Doom removes DeNovo. Doom Internal was updated last week with a kernel mode driver for DeNovo anti-cheat system. This drew some harsh backlash from fans and players. Subsequently, the system is now being removed. Most of the backlash came from the believed intrusiveness of the system, as well as the claims that DeNovo causes performance issues. Doom executive producer Marty Stratton announced the removal of DeNovo via Reddit of all places, explaining what factors the original decision was. What's your take, sir? I think it's going to be a good move for everyone that plays it online. If it's definitely impacting the way that their PC runs it and it slows it down, that's that's not going to work if you're trying to play multiplayer. That's going to be terrible. So when they do remove it, that's going to be fantastic. But I mean, didn't they also say that they were um, looking... But it wasn't the anti-cheat that was slowing the machines down. And now they're going to remove that? Yeah, in, in their in his Reddit post, which I think Reddit is the stupidest place to post an update like this, he did go on to explain that their investigation found that DeNovo did not impact performance issues, that whatever else they had updated actually did, and will be replacing that whenever they give updates to the game next. That just kind of comes off as a little bit convenient to me, but then I don't really know coding that well. So fair play, that could be it. What do you mean by convenient, just so you and I are on the same page? By convenient, I mean it's kind of convenient that both things are going to be removed at the same time so that people wouldn't be able to say, oh yeah, it's definitely that anti-cheat. If they maybe waited and just like removed the anti-cheat without doing that little update, to the code thing then yeah you'd see the difference right the rage on on the topic itself with anti-cheat technology a lot of people's backlash came from the fact that doom eternal was primarily a single player game so not everybody who has it will be doing multiplayer but anti-cheat technology has become almost a must with the various ways that somebody can gain an unfair advantage in a competitive setting. We've already seen how several uh, high-profile gamers and thousands of others have been banned from various games for cheating, but is this really necessary for something like Doom Eternal? I think I can see the point for both sides, right? Where you've got your casual player who probably won't really mind, you know? It's just allowing him a play and he doesn't have to worry about people going around cheating to kill him yeah and then you've got like your people that really like to get their sweat on when they're going for it they really like to get into their games and enjoy their games as hardcore as they can and they're getting upset that their frames the way it looks all of that is is just impeding their overall experience of a game that they have paid for All right, well, update one, as they call it, is not slated for any specific date for their release. However, fans are hoping that it will come out here in the next week or so. Before we move into our final topic for today, we would like to invite you, the listener, to join the TSB Gamers community. TSB Gamers is a community by gamers for gamers on any system for any video game. We only ask that you are 18 or older to join and accept our code of conduct. For more information and to join, please visit tsbgamers.org. That's tsbgamers.org. And our final topic for tonight, GameStop Comeback. At least that is the initial belief of the retail gaming store as they have become the, quote, surprise winner 
of the pandemic. According to Rich Dupree of The Motley Fool, sales have been falling significantly for GameStop, but those have been in reversed course and have risen 63% in hardware and 34% in software for March 2020. Gaming sales across the board are up as we face the ongoing global crisis, with many saying that the gaming industry is headed for some top high records. Infidel, what's your take? Being in the UK, it's kind of an outsider's look at it, I guess, but I can say that with our physical representation of game purchasing warehouses or storefronts, it's definitely changed it. Everything has had to go online unless you're going into the supermarket to buy it. So not everyone or there there isn't as much of a, a local gaming community here in the UK. Whereas I think when we had the likes of our versions, which were game and game station, those were places that we could all just congregate more often and talk just games. And we can buy a game at the same time or buy a cheaper device that maybe somebody's trying to shift, but they've moved on from. So I think it's going to be really important that if uh, GameStop do come back, though, they try to not let holding on to all of that kill them. Genuinely just hope that they can pull it off. I mean, the way that the world's going is all going online. But if everything goes online, we're all going to have to stand around in cafes. And if most gamers are the way that they say we are, we're all massive neckbeards, then I don't see a lot of us grouping up in cafes, unfortunately. So it will kill the uh, interaction of gamers outside of our man caves and lady caves and all of that. But they need to need to step up and move on, though. Yeah. GameStop's CEO, and the last time we brought them up, was blaming online retail sales for the company's downfall. It's, I honestly don't think this is a comeback for this company. They already have a terrible reputation amongst gamers here in the United States, particularly for trade-ins and returning merchandise, and they're just reaping the benefits of the dramatic increase in gaming that has occurred with this ongoing pandemic. They're probably just riding the wave. After this is all over, whenever this is all over, and everything goes back to some resemblance of the new normal, GameStop, in my opinion, will probably be on the same downside as they were before. Oh yeah, 100%. They still have a lot of work. However this ends up playing out, they have a lot of work to put in. Uh, they they cannot fumble this ball that they have been given. They have to come up with a way of making it work. Whether that be that they maybe look at doing a sort of Epic Games launcher of their own or something. Another launcher for us. But they yeah, that might be the way that they have to look at going, I think. Well, with no telling how or when the ongoing pandemic will end, GameStop will probably continue to reap the benefits of this dramatic increase in the industry for as long as it may take. And if I were in their position, they better do so. But that is where we will wrap up for today. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Infidel C, pleasure to have you on the show. Pleasure to be here, my man. Anytime. If there is any gaming topic you would like us to talk about, be sure to reach out on Twitter at TSB underscore gamers or myself at FM James Vincent using the hashtag TSB Gamecast. That is at TSB underscore gamers or at FM James Vincent using the hashtag 
TSB GameCast. You can also reach out to us on Discord using the TSB GameCast text channel. Visit our website at tsbgamers.org to join. We'll see you next time. So long.